0: Previously on the Simply Human podcast,
1: if you're stressed all the time, then that getting that taken care of, like in your life, is more important than the time you're spending, like in the gym. Is that what you're saying, basically?
0: Okay, this is going to be the debut of Eva's new
2: concept of health. <sighs> oh my okay. goodness! All right, here we go. So, so excited! No. Out there. <laughs>
3: here we go. It's episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode one hundred eight of the Simply Human podcast with your host, Mark. And Rick, two human beings being human Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy And how you can start living more like a human today On today's show, it is the return of strength coach Will Fleming And Ashley, his wife, makes a very small surprise cameo appearance at the beginning of the uh, interview Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment With Ruel Part 2 And we're up over there with human tip Louis, how are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Uh, you've been in traffic. God. So Bleeding you... My Sorry. <laughs> Bleeping tool. Right yes. out of the gate. Less than a minute in.
1: <laughs> so the continuing saga of my wife's knee continues. Uh, we went... What, earlier this week... So today we're recording this. This is Friday. This is the week before Christmas. Well, we went to the doctor on Wednesday, I think it was, of this week. And he drained her knee again and took a ton of fluid off. He's like, all right. tell you. And we told him, hey, listen... Uh, We've already paid our insurance deductible for the year. So if we need some more stuff, let's hustle up and get all that stuff done. We've got about two weeks left. So give her he like really a, cool about give it.
3: Give her a knee enhancement. Yes. Hmm.
1: Uh, he had like a robotic knee replacement, like one of those little displays in his office. I'm like, you have one of those.
3: A knee well, augmentation. So he, he
1: he had us come back today, so Friday. So two days after the knee is drained, and it's, uh, it's still not good. It's still pretty doing pretty terribly. So he scheduled her for uh, – She's going to have it scoped on Tuesday of this next week. So like what is that, four days from now, five days from now? Mm-hmm. Um, and that leaves us literally only like one business day left between now and then to get everything ironed out. And they're like, okay, well, uh, you can if you want to right now, you can do it right now. Or you can do it you know, Monday or whatever. You uh, you need to go over to like the pre-op and get all your blood work done and all the paperwork filled out. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do it now. It's right around the corner and it's like 15 miles from our house. And so. it
3: took like four hours. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was not, oh, uh, come over and take your blood. It, yeah. it was like a Wait. million things. Like yeah. literally we got over there at 1230, and I'm like, okay, well, do this. Then head home, then I get to do the Will Fleming call with Mark that I missed out on. And like at 115, I'm like, oh, God, what's happening? And at 130, I'm like, not going to make it probably. <laughs> then like 2 o'clock. And the worst part of this is if they would have said at our doctor's office – You would have just right said – the If they would have said, hey, uh, it's going to be a while, we would have like – gotten something to eat, but I am starving yeah. i didn't I ate dinner last night you're and I uh had coffee for breakfast this morning, and so I'm like raging inferno of like anger <laughs> at like one o'clock. I'm so hungry like ah! <laughs> 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 you're like so, the,
3: you're like Sasquatch and his girlfriend that we referenced earlier just tearing down trees and be- finding berries and and nuts
1: you referenced that earlier
3: oh the the, the sasquatch girlfriend remember that story Wait. we did?
1: Right, man, these are all running together. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking mush, of but...
3: speaking of wives, it is December twenty yes. eighth. It is yes. uh, my and my wife's thirteenth uh, wedding anniversary.
1: Well, happy anniversary. Thank to you, Jen. Thank... And screw you yeah. too.
3: <laughs> so and and we were talking about this off air the other day and and about pranks. Well, I guess we were on the subject of pranks, and we we're like, Hey, we need that for crosstalk. Well, I'm gonna do we're gonna segue into pranks done on spouses first and then i have mm-hmm. some i have some failed pranks well like so like what what jen and i we've done this for as long as i can remember like we will stuff dryer sheets like let's say i'm doing i'm putting my clothes away and there's a dryer yeah. sheet in my clothes i will like open up her sock drawer and put the dryer sheet like in her drawer and shut it right well then man you
1: sure got her well listen
3: well, see, well then so then then a few weeks la- a few days later i'll open up my
1: drawer. That, by the way, that reminds me of like the, <laughs> I think it's an SNL bit where like Maya Angelou like uh, pranks people, but it's all super lame. It's very funny. We yeah. should find that video and link it in the show notes. Yes. Anyway,
2: go ahead.
3: Well, so then I'll open up my sock drawer or my underwear drawer or whatever the drawer is. And then there's mm. like, there's two or three. So she hasn't thrown it away. She's gotten it and then put it with another one. So we'll, and we'll do this back and forth. Uh, in nightstand drawer, in between pillows, p- pillows. thank you in the refrigerator i mean like until there's this huge wad of dryer sheets like 30 dryer sheets that neither of us will just throw away we'll just hide it in shoes in 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 jackets things like that so there's so there's something do y'all do y'all do anything uh, like that man
1: you you, man you're you got her the old (laughs) dryer sheet
3: you already made that
1: joke (laughs) i don't do anything with my like i don't like my wife doesn't do surprises and pranks well, real, real well. So, but there's a guy at work, and I'm gonna butcher some of this. Uh, but he is super prankster, man, to the point where like a friend of ours was going out of town for like three or four days, and we were trying to find, like, we were making plans to get a buy a donkey on Craigslist and put it <laughs> in his yard and tie it up. But uh, he pranks his wife all the time, and I've never met his wife, but. Uh, feel like the, like the funniest one that I've heard him do is I guess he like – he'll go plan these out very obscure, like very uh, very great lengths to do these. Like he moved his truck like to another street and told his wife like she's out and he's like, hey, I'm going out to, to such and such. I'll be back at like 5 o'clock today. Well, so his truck isn't there. When she gets home, she's not expecting him. So he's like around the corner well goes and gets in her car and hides – and oh my gosh a few minutes later she, he knows she has to go like oh, oh she's gonna drop by the house no. do something then she's got to go to the grocery store or doctor's appointment or something so she gets in the car and is just be bopping down the road oh, and all of sudden a sudden good. he pops up like, like, while, in the car like while she's just, driving <laughs> yeah oh. something it's <laughs> just in complete insanity <laughs> and he he calls himself and you know him uh he – you know him on Facebook. You do because you reached out to him to get uh, – he reached out to you Sorry. to get funny pictures of my youth, and I was going to kill you right. over this. But Sorry about that. You, you have to – if you if you don't want him to prank you, you have to call truce, which is like the dumbest thing ever. But he and like so, abides by it? Huh? But
3: he like abides by the
1: truce? Usually like at work, the truce? it's like if someone like walks away from their computer to like go to the printer or something, if you don't call truce, like he'll – I don't know. Like if you walk around around the corner and you come, like he'll have gotten on your email and sent a letter to the chief of police, <laughs> like, "Dear chief, I have a tiny wiener and my butt smells. Love, Officer Bentley." <laughs> I so do. So like just ridiculous. You have to if you get yeah. up from your computer. Ah, I'm sure it's an idiot, I have goners. Idiot. I do like the one.
3: like you know you leave your phone open, open up their Facebook, and you know it's like some some girl is like man i'm really having to, having to take a big dump right now you know it's obviously like mm. someone has commandeered their phone that's that's you know what
1: we need to get him on the show to and do tell being human yeah. and tell because i'm serious the level of like it's insane. I've never met his wife, but she's got to be the nicest person ever to have put up with this garbage.
3: Well, I mean, my because wife puts up with the my dryer. My wife would have sheets. shot
1: me in the chest by now. Oh, but, by far, she would have killed me.
3: Well, but I mean, my wife puts up with the dryer sheet prank. So, that, well, that's
1: I mean, she's a, she's safe. she's got a high tolerance. I'll tell you. Well, see, when I when like, I, I've never, I don't do pranks like on my wife, but like uh, some of the better pranks I've ever heard. Uh, where I worked before here, uh, somebody bought a bunch, and I think I mentioned this in passing on the last when we recorded, like they put up a bunch of garage sale signs all around the neighborhood, like garage sale, one, two, three, Main oh, Street, yeah. You know, whatever. And like when you get to the house, there's nothing out, but there was a huge sign in the yard, garage sale, knock on front door, <sighs> uh, starts at 6am. And it doesn't and matter. So, like,
3: you can't like, yeah. Like it's, the, the people are just going to keep coming because. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah. Like the thing is like, he, the, he didn't realize like he like knock on the door at 6am and he comes to his door and he's like, opens the door and he's like, what do you want? He's like, Oh yeah, I'm here for the garage sale. Garage Um, sale? F you! Get out of here! Slams the door in his face. Like this happened like twenty times until he realized there's a sign in the yard (laughs) telling people to knock on the front door. Yeah, because I wouldn't think to
3: look in my front yard for a sign. (laughs) Where's
1: that sign at? Yeah. Uh, And so that's that's a pretty good one. I the biggest prank I've ever been a victim to. uh, Okay, here's kind of the long drawn out story. My old place where I worked, a guy uh, exploded his ankle, like uh, running or something, a and had, had that major surgery. And so, one of the wives of, of one of our buddies texted him like, "Hey, hope you're doing okay. Is there anything you need?" And he's like, "Texts her back, and he's like, Copenhagen and porn." So, ha ha ha. Well, she goes and gets him some Copenhagen and gets him just the most explosive, uh, hardcore man-on-man pornography <laughs> magazine that you can buy her told you the story before? No. oh my gosh so that's yada yada it's all very funny oh, yeah. got me yeah, yeah, yeah. okay got me time out wait six months from now from then i go out of town with my wife and we didn't have any kids yet we just we were living in oklahoma we came down to texas <laughs> to see my, my 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 family we come back in and i uh walk it in through the garage and i uh open the door to like the, the door from the garage opens up into the utility room and I open it up and there's this picture ripped out of a magazine and just, I'm not going to be real descriptive as much as I would in real life, but like just two men just loving each other. Getting I mean, after right, loving in a each very other very bizarre fashion, right. <laughs> like right there on the door that leads from the laundry room into the kitchen. I was like, "Gosh!" Because I gave one of them my key. Hey, will you let the dog out? Yeah. So yeah. one of my friends <laughs> had my key. So I wadded up and threw it away. It's like, God, those idiots. Well, I walk through the house and like I walk down the hall and there's family pictures on the wall and there's another
3: like in the frame, extraordinarily
1: like... explicit picture ripped out of a magazine, like tacked on the wall. It's like, God, those idiots. Well, like a few hours go by and. I had walked past like we had a bookshelf with like all the family pictures and in in, uh, in frames. Well, not only had they replaced the entire picture with a picture from a <laughs> gay pornographic magazine, they would cut out specific uh, areas, body parts mm-hmm. of the pictures and, pick, and and take time to like tape them to our photographs <laughs> or they would like like cover up like a like a picture like me and my wife like uh my arm around her and they would cover up my wife with like a picture of a guy and i was and so it took me forever to go through and sanitize <laughs> all, all those before you well, had company then, uh, you know months and months later i go in the cabinet i'm like oh i'm looking for I need a can of uh, black beans or something i pull a can out of the shelf some i haven't seen it forever and wrapped around the label just a gigantic penis uh <laughs> I had blown out a fuse. That happened in the summertime and uh, on uh, Thanksgiving. I was smoking some food in my smoker, my electric smoker, and it blew a fuse. So I went out to the fuse box, opened up the fuse box. There it was huge, gigantic penis right staring right in front of me. Uh, this happened. Uh, I was finding these pictures for years for years yeah. and the thing is they didn't like keep a comprehensive master so they list had no of, idea like, where we did everything yeah. to so when we sold the house i was like man there's a really really good chance <laughs> they like go up in the attic and there's just a picture of two naked guys in sailor hats just pounding <laughs> each other or something up there so
3: what you mean like in a fight
1: yeah, well, it looks like they're fighting. Oh,
3: okay. I am not sure. <laughs> to some understand. extent, but yeah.
1: yeah. So well, whoever owns our old house, uh, sorry. if you're listening to the show, yeah. <laughs> sorry. you got me. That's the, probably the yeah. most elaborate one I've ever been a victim of
3: well, myself. And so that's kind of like that. Like if we're ever over at someone's house and like I have to use the restroom or something and I use the master bathroom – if I'm in their bedroom by myself, I'll I'll start I'll get all like toothbrushes.
1: Roger. Well, it's,
3: it's, it's not that bad. I'll get like their the toothbrush holders and their little lotions and all that, and I'll put them like in their bed, like and I'll put as many as I can do it in like you know a couple of minutes. So I I just so when they get in bed that night, their picture frames, uh, clocks, anything that I can find to shove down like at the bottom of their beds when they like get into bed that night, there's just all this random stuff that they're Are you having.
1: Serious? How many people have punched
3: you in the face? Many, many people. Yeah. It and then, should be many people. And then real quick, and we're going to get to the interview with Will. Uh, but like when I think of pranks, I think of pranks that I have like, that have failed that I have done, you know, like they, mm, didn't work. Yeah. So like I stood in the, sh- the shower little step for like 10 minutes while my brother-in-law, Ryan, who's been on the show, uh, was in the bathroom, like waiting, you know, like getting. I don't know. He was like shaving or something, and I stood up there uncomfortably for like ten minutes, and I was going to scare him when he came around the bathroom. And he came in, and I went bah! and he just comes kind, of kind of like, whoa, hey, what are you, what are you doing up here? Like he didn't <laughs> didn't have any reaction. And then I remember when I was like in elementary school, I read this like April Fools, you know, prank your family on April Fools, and and like put a. Uh, so I remember like I put a ice a bag of ice, like a Ziploc bag of ice down in my brother's shoes in each toe so that when he put his foot in, it would be like cold. Well, I did it like the night before. (laughs) So like when he put his foot in, like his shoes
1: were just totally soaked. Did they teach that lesson before they taught the states of, you know... States of matter for water, like the water cycle. Yeah, I guess not.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, he's like, and that's back in the days of, you know, you just had one pair of shoes to wear to school and his, he like, his shoes were totally soaked. He was not happy with me. <laughs> um, so there's a failed prank. But, um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's let's get to the interview with Will. Go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, we mentioned this in the last show. Real quick. If you feel like what we're doing is, is valuable and you get something out of it and want to send a, a little money our way.
1: We'll a donation. A, a donation, if you lifestyle. will. Send it. This through. thing does cost money for yeah. us to do. You know, not a ton, but it does cost money. Yeah, so
3: money, send so. via PayPal to the, web, the email, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. What would you
1: say? market is like friends or family, so you don't have yeah. to pay...
3: Yeah, if, like okay. it won't. PayPal won't charge a fee if you just mark friends or family because we are friends and family guys. maybe you're scamming the system, Mark. No, no, no. That's you're very...
1: next up. Uh, you're gonna get arrested by the feds for like tax evasion.
3: We're friends and family. just like
1: that uh, Martin Shkreli guy. Yeah,
3: that's crazy. <laughs> We're, you know, we're about the same age. He, he's uh, yeah. pretty smart. No,
1: he's, pretty I think smart. he's younger than me. Anyway, continue, continue.
3: Anyway, so, yeah, we would love, love you to we do Yeah, we would love to do... I've, I've done a few consults here in the last uh, couple of weeks. Tell
1: us about the Christmas, the holiday uh, consult special.
3: Yeah, so normally a 30-minute consult is $50. We're doing it for $25. So just email me and we, we don't have, up. like,
1: an infinity number of those slots, by the way. Yeah. So you should probably get on it rather quickly. Yeah. So I would imagine... 50% off, a, which is already like a really super fair price for a half an hour consultation. Yeah, less, so. it's
3: like 83 cents a minute. So what I'll do is I'll I'll send you a few questions before via email, and then we'll basically go through the four pillars, and I'll give some recommendations, and I will email you a little sheet that I have created like while we're talking, kind of like, okay, here's what you need to do to follow up, and we can do as many of those as you want to do. So And you can buy them for friends and all that. So... There it is, our Christmas announcements. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, at SimplyHuman52. Uh, and now, Will Fleming we, and, and Ashley, very, for just a quick second, right there at the beginning, we talked to them about babies, talked to Will about being a dad, making time through things you want to do, movement for kids, long-term athletic development, early introduction, late specialization, physical literacy, and hmm. the ABCs of movement here's Will and Ashley
0: You know one time Ashley was on Twitter and um she was like this lady keeps sending sending me tweets and I don't have a clue who she was
3: <laughs> wasn't it like it Crystal was, Gale or something
0: it was Belinda yeah. Carlisle
3: <laughs> Yeah I remember you telling me that like No yeah, sm- it was embarrassing well, how's life It's good things are really good but well hey while I have you yeah. Give us an update on, and I'm recording this, no. uh, just give us how has being, what is being a mom like?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, it's the best thing
3: ever. Isn't it? It's yes. Well, I, I don't know what it's like to be a mom, but. Well, uh, you know what it's like to be a parent. Yes, and yes. You know, and Will was saying the other day, he's like, I was like, gosh, being a parent is exhausting. <laughs> and Will goes, yeah, and I can only imagine being a
0: mom is even more exhausting yeah. because of know the additional breastfeeding responsibilities right. but it's so much fun it's just like you i i think you feel more joy and more uh what stress and or <laughs> and sleepiness yeah. than you've ever felt but he's just yeah it's it's so fun and I, and every stage is fun too like yes. we keep saying oh we don't want him to get any bigger he's growing right. so fast but then like that's next stage is the best stage right so. yeah
3: like our our first grader has her first loose tooth and so Ooh. that's like, you know, like, oh, man, like she's, you know, like there's these little milestones that you're like, wait a second. No, make that tooth not loose. Uh, you're growing. Well, and I will say this, I, and I don't know if all of my listeners, a lot of them probably follow you guys, but your baby, your son, is like, he's like a model baby. <laughs> like he's, you know, some babies, you're like, oh, that's a cute baby. Like just, you know, it's like, but they're not, you know, like your baby looks like an Abercrombie model or something. Oh, like oh you what does that mean?
0: I, uh, we, don't think that, don't <laughs> think that Ashley hasn't Google. How do I get my baby into baby modeling?
3: <laughs> only, only
0: because, only because I think it's like a great way to get him money for college. There yeah.
3: you go. <laughs> yes, like and your. And your money for, you know, wine, whenever, you know, your daddy's money for for the craps tables. (laughs) Or or weightlifting
0: meats and shoes.
3: Yes, and virus tights and Olympic bars and all those fun things that that real men spend money on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whiskey and cigars. Tights. Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Tights. What did I say? Tights and like metal, long metal objects. Maybe I should rethink my uh, manly. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'll let you guys get to it, but awesome. I just wanted to say
1: hi.
3: Yes, well, hello, Ashley Fleming, everyone. Uh, yeah. the, the, uh, uh, have listening. a
1: good Have a good Christmas if we don't talk to you. All or right, if I don't talk to you, have yes. a great Christmas with your family. Merry
3: Christmas to you too.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> so gonna, I'll put in my headset, Mark.
3: Okay. So are are you are you at the gym? Are you at home? I'm at the gym. So, okay, so you've already heard, obviously, if you haven't uh, been keeping up with Will's Instagram or Ashley's or Facebook or anything, they have a son, and in the same time since we've talked to you, you have birthed a son, and you have birthed a new gym, right? your. Yes, tell us, about your, tell us yeah. about your new gym, well, the labor, uh, on the new gym was probably longer, right? Um, maybe
0: <laughs> no, no pain involved, but less bloody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More people were involved. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the new gym, uh, is still still in Bloomington, but it was just, um, an upgrade in the size of the space and improved location and uh, a lot of like updates in on the inside. Um, just to, you know, kind of, uh, had the opportunity, uh after having the other gym for seven years to kind of know exactly what I wanted right. and then have a lot of input in the design of the gym. And so we got to build exactly what I wanted. Right? Yeah. So you know in my eyes this is this is exactly how the gym where I do what I want to do should be laid out. You know, so right. uh, really happy with it. It's really cool. Um and uh yeah so that happened and it was like a kind of a cool because it was only I don't know if anybody's ever you know built a house or done construct- uh, commercial construction. Um, you know, it can take a while. Yeah. But I'm, the construction manager, architect, uh, general contractor, he was he's my one of my best friends, right? Right. And so he said you know he went ahead and just like said hey i can get this done in this amount of time cuz i know that you need to be in there in that amount of time so
3: yeah cool yeah, that's nice yeah worked out really well yeah um and speaking of weightlifting and gyms and stuff this is a tangent and uh is it just is it just because i am paying more attention or or is there like an an unusual amount of of world records being set and broken and people doing Olympic weightlifting, or is that is it just the season? Like, what's what's? I feel like like Ilya, uh, yeah. just set the world like what is that?
0: Is this well, common? Well, it's definitely because of the World Championships, right? Right. Uh, like World Championships, and then President's Cup, and so at the World Championships. You know, world records can only be broken at like IWF competitions, so I think that's like that. So they
3: just kind of come in ways. but yeah, it, the, is, is the it Asian always? Championships.
0: But but you're, and it's also you know. Um, I think it was an average year in terms of the number of world records that were broken, but in terms of social media and stuff, like yeah. this is definitely the most popular weightlifting has been in right. the United States ever. And yeah, I yeah. mean, when I started weightlifting in uh, when I was 15, so 1997, right? Uh, and I went to my first American Open in 1998, and there was like a hundred and 50 competitors, maybe 200 competitors or something like that. It, that might be an exaggeration, but yeah. it, I think maybe 150, right? Like 75 men, 75 women, maybe 15 in each weight class or something like that. And this year, there were 900 at the American God Effort. So there's there over 900. So it's you know, definitely the most popular. I think you'll say their membership's gone from you know something like 2,000 members to 20,000 members in the last ten years and you know that's that's people who are registered to compete and coach and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean it's really growing. If you if I some days I look at my like Instagram feed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm weightlifting out. You know? Right. It's like everybody everybody's just like posting weightlifting videos. Slow
3: motion uh lifts. Look at this. You know I do like your is it Bulgarian Tuesdays in your gym? Yes you wear like short sleeve collared shirts <laughs> to, yeah, there's, like, the, yeah.
0: The, you know the or the origin of that is there is an old video that all uh i had some interesting weightlifting coaches when i was growing up really great coaches but they would like just they would have an old tv in the corner and they'd put these like vhs tapes yeah uh of training in the bulgarian like <laughs> training hall right and they would like somebody had gotten like a, a visa to go over to bulgaria and watch the weightlifters uh, train and it would, he would like whisper into the camera. cameras, be like, this is, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, Vanev and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's about to attempt 210 kilos. Oh my gosh, you made it. That's the greatest lift yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> and he would just wait for it. but all the Bulgarians would wear sweatpants and collared shirts to lift in, <laughs> Right. And so it's like, it was always the Bulgarian look. So yeah. we, we started Greatness. doing that on Tuesdays.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there there's one, sorry, we'll get off this topic, but uh, the the, big, the guy, the biggest weight class that set the clean and jerk record, like, uh, do, like, off the top of your head, do you know, can you remember how many pounds, not kilos, but pounds it was? Well, big, let me do the math
0: really quick. 520, yeah. it's, it was 587 pounds. Gosh.
3: Yeah. That was just, it looked like his arms were going to snap. Yeah, right? Because he has, like, some hyperextension, but my goodness, what a, is he the strongest man on earth or would yeah, you say yeah i mean so he set the he
0: set the current world record in the clean and jerk and the total i think
3: so would you uh, consider i know there's other people like the strongman competitions and all that but would you consider that guy the strongest guy or are there other things that he would need to do
0: oh gosh um, you know what i mean you know a power lifter would get pretty upset you know if you right. said that like because there's some uh, Maybe he's
3: the most powerful
0: man on earth. Yeah, right. He's the he's the strongest Olympic lifter on earth. Yeah. Right? There's nobody doing bigger clean jerks than him. Yeah. for certain. Well, right? like, and, can
3: you imagine like doing watching him do, like do like an eighty percent, just like a oh, like a set, know, of, a set of set of five hundred pound lift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, well, we could sit here and nerd out on Olympic lifting like all the nerds are with Star Trek right now. But um, uh, uh, don't you mean Star Wars? See, I'm not see I'm not a nerd, so I don't know. Mm. Oh, good. Was, you did you did that on purpose so people <laughs> wouldn't call you a nerd. Yeah, I did it on purpose to mask my nerdery because yeah. I am like the biggest nerd on yeah, earth. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that Star Trek uh, Spock, yeah. live yeah. long and prosperous pro, pros, possum. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um okay, well, as we as we talked to Ashley about you had a son and you know, I was a little surprised. I, I just thought Somebody as manly and as strong as you would have would have had like two sons at the same time i just i'm a little disappointed that you only were able to do yeah. to do one I was
0: only able to produce one yeah <laughs> I was I the first of many disappointments right
3: <laughs> as a dad yeah so obviously that we've got a lot of parents that listen to the show. I have three children uh so what what was your and, your, and you're someone who's not, you know, you have some, some goals that you have. You're not just trying to, to move and, and take a walk every day. I mean, you have some weightlifting, Olympic lifting, things that are, you know, on your radar. How, what, what, did, what did that do to your training? How did you handle sort of the, what I call kind of the fuzzy period, like the six to eight weeks uh, post- I don't know if "post-birth" is the right term for that, but after the baby was born, like, what what was your what did your day days turn into?
0: Well, I mean, certainly, uh, it becomes so far down on your list of things that you know you you need to get done that uh, that you know you could you you can see it where it would just slip away, right? You know, where you could become a parent and just be like, man, I don't work out anymore, you know. Um, But so you know, immediately after, I think I didn't, you know, I was I was home for. Uh, with Ashley for for the first week, and then uh, start started going back to work, and then um, you know just trying to fit like two thing, two to three workouts in a week, and usually two, right? Right. And they would be just whatever I could fit in, and luckily I have like uh, some stuff that I really enjoy doing, and and like I know what I'm doing, so I you know pick out certain things like, hey, I want to snatch today, I want to clean and jerk, I want to squat, and I'm gonna you know get those things in, you know, snatch and squat and clean and jerk and, you know, back squat or something, you know, so I would just, I would get those things in, um, in as quick a fashion as I could, um, and just try to, you know, maintain what, you know, my abilities, right. Because I I am trying to be competitive with Olympic weightlifting. Um, and so I wanted to maintain some level of, of ability. And one thing that I did was I, um, I think when Jack was just over two months old, I, I like, um, Maybe three weeks before that, I was like, "I'm going to do a weight li- I'm going to do a competition, just a local one, uh, just so I could like have something that I knew I yeah. had to train for and would make myself get in the gym." So I thought that was like um, that was a tricky thing that I did to make sure that I would, you know, continue training, right? Right.
3: Yeah, and that's like whenever uh, I was doing my my long distance uh, stuff, you know, like seven years of all these long races. I part of the reason that I I was so dedicated to that was because I didn't. I saw so many people around me that, you know, were like, well, I'm a dad. I don't have time to do anything like that. You know, right. so my, my motto back then was like, my website was actually never a good sort of the, not, not meaning like come here and yeah. you'll never have a good time. Uh, time. Yeah. This is always bad times. But it was like, if you're, you know, you can, you can make that excuse. I wanted to show like, yeah, I've got two kids, I'm getting a master's and I'm training for an Ironman. Like if you want to do something, you, you can prioritize, And, and do those things. And so now I, you know, obviously the time commitment isn't as great from what I'm doing as far as a movement perspective, but I still, you know, lift for at least four days a week. And I, you know, so you just can't let life, you know, just, uh, take, And and it's a lot of times like, well, uh, you know my job. I I have to work. Well, you know you technically like can choose your job. Like we don't live in you know like communist Russia or anything. You know, uh, uh, although if we lived in Bulgaria, maybe we could We'd be much better
0: better weightlifters. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> so yeah. like you have a choice in all things. It's just you know. But anyway, um, so yes. Well, well yeah. Go ahead. And I, I think you're right. Like, um,
0: you know, the one thing that I would kind of say is like in the first, I don't know, there are three months where our TV never got turned on, right? right? Like, okay, so Ashley and I's day daily routine used to be like involved going to work and then there'd be time for us to work out and then time to cook dinner and come home and maybe- You could take a nap oh,
3: yeah. whenever Yeah, you, you could take
0: a nap. Or you could yeah. like flip on the TV, watch a game. You could, you know, watch th- your favorite DVR shows or something like that. And, you know, uh, this is three months that our TV never was, was turned on once, yeah. right? So- um that was probably, you know, some of those things that you don't need to do or want to like have to do at all. Yeah. Um, just can get eliminated really quickly. So that's how I probably found some extra time to to work out, whereas, you know, some people, you know, you, you might be tempted to oh, I've got to keep everything the same. Yeah. Uh, having my, my son or daughter is gonna take the time that I normally would work out, right? Yeah. So choose something else.
3: Yeah. So like when we when we had our second we rent a. We moved into a rent house for like four months, and I didn't want to have to mess with changing the cable over and doing all that for just like a temporary thing. And we were going to have a newborn anyway, so I was like, "Well, we're not going to have lots of time to watch TV anyway." Well, we just got so used to not having cable that I mean, my my middle kid is like five now, and we haven't had cable. We just have rabbit ears and yeah. it just i mean it's I and mean, we have netflix and hulu and some and the streaming stuff but it's just amazing that like when i go to my parents house or my in-laws and they've got like the direct tv or whatever i'll just find myself sitting there just pointless, uh. <laughs> pointlessly just like page down page down page down and that's like i just get stuck so it's so yeah like if you're there are things if you just really t- kind of take a step back and look at how you're using your time there are ways that you know you can you can carve things out that, that you are going to make important to you. So were there, mm-hmm. were there days in that time that, you know, you were like planning to work out and you were just or planning to do something and you're like, you know what, I, I didn't, it was a rough night last night. I'm just going to take, take it easy today.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, like, um, you know, one of the things that I typically do is like try to lift heavy weights, right. And your body is only prepared to do that at certain times, right. With, uh, better, you know, it doesn't always have to be optimal rest, but it has to be some rest, right? So, uh, you know, I would just say, all right, well, today I'm not going to do. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm either going to take the day off, or I'm just going to completely switch uh, my focus, right? I could do some some sort of uh, movement practice, or I could, you know, just I could do something light. I could do a circuit or something like that, but um if i had the time to work out i'd still do it but it may completely change what i'm going to do based on what i did how the previous night was right yeah,
3: yeah cool well okay so you've got a son and i have a son and we are both uh interested in health and you know long term uh sustainability as far as you know being a functional human and all that stuff what what is your philosophy as as jack grows th- you know th- going through the various stages yeah, as far as, you know, now it's it's like, okay, he's not walking yet, but when he starts right. like walking, you know, for sort of the the my the way that I sort of approach it is I'm gonna get shoes off of my son. Like when I take him to school, I like my wife drives her crazy, but I'll I take his shoes off and tell his teacher, Hey, if y'all are gonna go outside or something, his shoes are in his bag like but if he's inside, like his shoes are gonna be off you know, th- promoting things like that. Like they have a, my my kids have a trapeze in their, uh, in their playroom that I've mounted to the ceiling and, you know, things like that to sort of promote movement. And, and as that, you know, then as it gets out, okay, are they going to do gymnastics and, uh, and you know, mar- martial arts and dance and, you know, so like, how are you going to navigate all of those things?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm not certain how I'm going to navigate it all. Um, but, the kind on, of I need model. you to I need
3: you to think through like the next twenty years here, Will. Come yeah, on. right. The the model that I would
0: you know really follow and it's something that i have been pretty passionate about. But once uh, I had my son, I was like, whoa, that that makes total sense. Is uh, this idea of like, long term athletic development, right? Where um, you know uh, one of the great models is uh, by a Canadian guy named Istvan Balier. And he uh, he wrote a book called Long Term Athletic Development, and, well, ha- and then, spell,
3: spell his name for me.
0: Uh, balye is B A L Y I.
3: Balier, cool. Yeah, awesome. and he
0: wrote a really cool, uh, great like textbook on long term athletic development, and um, you know kind of lays out that idealized what it would be like to have long term athletic development. So he says, you know, zero to six is this like stage where you know, gross motor skills are learned, you know, and some fine motor skills where like walking and crawling and all that kind of stuff. And we want that sort of development. And the biggest thing when it comes to like athletic development is that kids at that age have like 60 minutes of uninterrupted complete, you know, 60 minutes of free play time, right? right? Not directed, not like anything. So, you know, uh, you know, it was, big time, uh, it was big for us to, like, let Jack not be held, like, have him on the floor yeah. and rolling around and just trying to, or just playing to the gym and not his stomach and doing tummy time and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, all, all those sorts of things when they're, like, zero to six, and once they're, you know, six years old, that introduction to sports where it's just, like, um not one you know not one sport but multiple sports and some of the general rules but still have a lot of free time like free play yeah. and uh, and then they start you know developing different skills and at each age there's sensitive periods you know so from 6 to 9 there's like this big sensitive period for speed right so if you want your kid to be if you want to be you know if you want your kid to be fast one day right they're going to play a sport and you think that speed might be involved they need to play a lot of games when they're young Uh, Or when they're six to nine, that like they're running a lot because if they don't, no matter how much training they do when they're 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever, they'll never be as fast as they could have been had they also run at that age, right? So that's like a sensitive period where the body is just uh, really sensitive to the adaptations and the development of different skills. And you know, there's strength sensitive periods and flexibility sensitive periods and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really, really interesting idea. And you know, the basic the largest premise of it is that uh, for almost every sport to have the greatest success, for for your child to have the greatest success in almost every sport, it would be just to introduce them to sports young, right? So it's like early introduction, late specialization, so they right. learn how to do it and they, you know, kind of. Right. they know what a baseball is they know how to throw a baseball they can swing a bat and all that kind of stuff but they also play basketball and they do gymnastics and they swim and they you know run and you know all the all these different sports and they have early introduction late specialization and the only sports where early specialization is important is stuff like figure skating and gymnastics right uh, just because if you want somebody to your child to achieve highly in those sports they kind of have to learn how to do them really they have to be good at them, really. Especially young, if
3: right? you're in you're in China and and yeah. you go at the Olympics when you're a ten. Yeah, you right. You Need to start you know a few years before that.
0: And and you know the big thing that happens in the U S. is kind of mistakenly uh, everybody you know most parents believe and are told that they have to have like, early specialization in right. all sports, right? You know, like, you have guys, like, telling 10-year-olds, like, hey, here's what you got to do to make the major leagues. Well, right. you don't really have a clue, right? Yeah. And it, it certainly isn't playing sports year-round, and it, or it certainly isn't playing baseball year-round. And it isn't, like, special baseball instruction when you're 10, and 11, and 12, you know? Yeah, well, and it's that,
3: like what, uh, what Jim Laird always says. He's like, yeah. you have 10,000 or whatever the number is, you have a finite number of curveballs in, yeah. in your arm and your elbow... And why are you going to start throwing those curveballs when you're 10 or 12? Yeah, exactly. You know, like wait and use the curveballs. Like, when, if you're going to be good enough to throw curveballs and make money throwing curveballs, like don't waste them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, it's just that that's like the biggest problem. Um, and so, with my involvement with the IYCA, which is the International Youth Conditioning Association, we did a, we did like kind of a, I would say a real practical look at long term athletic development, whereas Bollier's work is, awesome right it's like probably the gold standard where it's like uh it's everything you'd want right from you know daily right exactly what you want yeah we we did like a more practical out outlook on long-term athletic development how do you how do you like uh you know what's the problem right this early specialization how do we try and break parents of it break athletes of it and what what can you do what is that you know if you have a high school athlete what does that strength training program look like and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. So that's how, been... what
3: is, what does that look like? I mean, how, how, do you think that we're gonna get to a point where these select you, you know fall ball and spring ball, and then you've got them playing six? You know, I, I have a buddy who's uh, we have this like guys' weekend every every year, and he couldn't come because his son had like three. He was in three different football leagues. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, in one day. They, yeah, I mean, how, so how, do you think that's the the pendulum is sort of swinging away from that? Are we have we reached the Sort of the climax think, of that, I or I think it's
0: we... going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. To be quite honest, right? Because uh, you're still hearing it because um, you know when I when you and I were probably young, it was the standard that you would play what all, sports in every season, right? right. Like uh, you'd play, you know, up here you'd play basketball in the winter, you'd play baseball in the spring. Right? Uh, you, you know, at a certain age you'd start playing football in the fall.
3: I took tap. Uh, I was I did yeah. tap. I, there was a tap dancing season. Uh, yeah, for right? me, so.
0: gymnastics. You'd take swimming lessons and all that kind of stuff, right? right? And <laughs> yes. it was just a thing. And when you would be asked, like, "What's your favorite sport?" I always remember being asked, "What, what's your favorite sport?" I was like, "Whatever I was playing, right?" Yeah, like, whatever so, like, uniform
3: baseball. I was wearing, because I would yeah, wear my exactly uniform like to school every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I think you know that was the way it was, and then it's kind of become more uh, where I think that AAU culture and travel ball culture yeah. has gotten. Bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, and it's you know
3: uh, it's 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 what drives everything else. It's what drives uh, you know food uh, and dysfunction as far as the food delivery system and all. It's it's money, you know. Yeah, exactly. it's just People it's, make a ton of money on those on those select leagues,
0: and and the coaches make money and the instructors make money and yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Where they're um, you know where they're saying this is the specific baseball instruction you need, right? Right. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of money still to be made. Uh, I think that there are some really smart people who are like getting behind it and making sure that long-term athletic development is going to be recognized as what it is. You know, there's been stories on ESPN.com and the USOC did a really cool study over the last 70 years that they released uh, earlier this year, which was like just a survey of I think over 300 Olympians where they said, ask them uh you know what what were the how many sports did you play Yeah, and it was the,
3: they all had like it was multiples yeah i mean up yeah. until like
0: age 18 the average was two sports right? right and like up until 15 it was three sports and stuff like that so um you know and then only at the overnight over 18 did people start choosing one sport and these are our olympians and uh so i think that there's starting to be some stuff out there there's um A really cool thing called the Changing the Game Project, which is out there where they're really trying to advocate for long-term athletic development. And I know a guy with with them who's at Texas Tech who's their um, head of athletic training instruction, you know, in their school.
3: That's uh, in my neck of the woods, Texas Tech. That's like two hours for me. Yeah, it's a guy
0: named Toby Brooks. He's a really smart guy, and he's with a Changing the Game project now. And um, they are talking about that. And you know, and there's a lot of countries. I, th- I think the other thing that uh, you'll see is that a lot of countries have adopted this sort of thing, like Canada and Australia, and um, certainly a lot of you know you, you might look at like you know Russia and China and um, different co- like. Those, those countries have also started adopting stuff like that, and so some are state-sponsored, but you know Canada and Australia are, are more, you know, individual and stuff like that, and they, you know those countries have said, "Hey, this is what you should do. Um, there's an organization called Canadian Sport for Life that has some really good information about that. So but it, I
3: mean like Canadians really I mean, they're, they're not really good at much, so I mean right. their whiskey is subpar, and they just yeah, they're co- hockey. Yeah, I don't know what hockey is. Yeah, Man, so anyways, Rick, if Rick uh, was on here, Rick is a huge hockey fan. He would be busting my chops right now if uh, he? if he heard me. Uh,
0: well, thank goodness Rick's not here. Yeah,
3: so, uh, Rick actually, Rick is uh, Rick's wife. Her, we told the story on the podcast a few uh, weeks ago, but their like eight or nine year old son like jumped on her lap. She was like had her legs crossed, sitting up on the couch, and like obliterated her knee like she has a torn meniscus and they've had to drain it several times and so he was at like some meeting with her about you know that she's Mm. having surgery on it so anyway careful parents your kids can can really hurt you your your (laughs) yeah well and and that that kind of leads uh into well not that part of it but you know so so your son what Mm -hmm. when he's six five six when it's time for him you know you all right we're gonna pick something for him to do Uh, Like, what are, and I'm also asking this, like, because I've got a two year old son and I want to know what you're going to say because I'm just probably going to do what you say. So, like, what is the first thing? Is it boxing? Is it it gymnastics? The first,
0: like, the first things you, the the basic, one of the biggest concepts in long term athletic development is physical literacy, right? Right. Uh, What are those, like, ABCs? So, agility, balance, coordination type stuff, right? Yes. It was actually ABCs like with apostrophe S, so agility, balance, coordination, and swimming, right? Ooh, yeah. So it's like gymnastics and swimming, right, would be like the first things you should have your kid do. So swimming, if only because you would like them to not drown.
3: That, that would be uh, good, right. Right, or not, and then, not, right, not right, good to and, drown. But good, then
0: drown. Uh, gymnastics has all that balance, all that uh, coordination, body weight, strength, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I want
3: My wife is standing right here. So I've asked this uh, very smart and, and professional uh, handsome strength coach about what his son and he said, gymnastics and swimming. So anyway, okay. So now that now that it's on the record that I told my wife that. So what about like a a, a mar- martial arts like because you well, get you get the like the balance the and same the, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you get the agility and the balance and all that, and um, especially with girls. Then and they also have a way as, as as you would like your children not to drown. You would also like your daughters not to be you know to be able to fend off an attacker in this day and yeah. age. Uh, so so you're you give a thumbs up to like a mixed martial arts or a martial arts type.
0: Movement yeah, I pattern. think like a you know a good martial arts practice where uh, it is balancing and coordination and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with martial arts, but you know like um, where they're focusing on. Postures and forms and right. stuff like and that. and not they're not like the they're not they're like not, the, the it's true not
3: Underground Kid Fight Club. Yeah, like that. the karate the Karate Kid <laughs> bad guys. Yeah, you're not a Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Oh, why couldn't I think of that? Dang yeah. it, Cobra Kai. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, uh, right.
0: so that would be that would be my first one. And then you know, like um, you know, a track and field where they like they do all the events. They teach them. They teach them all of them. They yeah. teach them a you know long jump and high jump and sprinting right. and. Uh, it's throwing the shot put and all that kind of They're stuff. They're all so you, decathletes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, you know, just like these basics of athleticism uh, will have foundations. And the only thing from all of those that you wouldn't get is like how to throw something, you know, like yeah. how to throw an object. So you might, you might, uh, you probably would want like a, you know, you'd play catch with your kid too. Right. Yeah,
3: That's going to be fun when we can do that. Yeah. Kind of feel yeah, right? field of dreams moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have a catch dad? Oh, it makes me cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we are at, running out of time here. I want everyone uh, to be able to find you, talk about your stuff. I know your podcast is uh, unfortunately
0: it's uh, self- selfishly.
2: About,
3: I have a, I have a, a podcast partner,
0: um, and I want to put all the blame on him, <laughs> uh, who's really hard to get a hold of. Right, so right. he's a really busy guy. He's coach a director Buss. of training for yeah coach Post. He's a director of training for Nike. Uh, so he like they fly him up the. Uh, to work in all the time. So he's got to meet with them and he's on the West coast and it's like difficult to, coordinate our schedules and whatnot so my my hope is that we get on something consistent and we'll uh, but more than likely you're going to see us do like four or five episodes and then not do anything for a month and yeah. then do four or five episodes and not do anything for a month well it's kind so of fun it's like the, a little
3: it's like a little surprise whenever oh there's another one well it uh, uploaded yeah, yeah. So, so i think i think november 5th uh, was the last one and it's the performance podcast strength yeah, the performance podcast, training yeah. fitness nutrition yeah and it's will fleming and coach dos remedios yeah um and and really like it's such a it's a good resource too because okay just because you're not updating weekly you've got a lot of shows i mean and so you yeah, can go back and see it something shows. Yeah, yeah see a topic that you're interested in and there's just yeah i mean it's and when alan Cosgrove is on like he is like the smartest man alive uh um, really so yeah. check anything he's been on a few times uh mm-hmm. but anyway yes yeah, and then and then do you, do you have a website that you try to drive traffic to or is it mainly um, just for your
0: clients well, where I've uh, written the most is probably WillFleming.com, okay. uh, where I write about Olympic lifts. But that that one kind of uh, is in hibernation too. I've uh, we with the baby, and then with the yeah. new jam, it became uh, difficult. Um, consistently, you'll see my work on uh, I, the IOWCA,
3: right. right? And I, I subscribe to that uh,
0: newsletter, so I'll, you'll see my work there. And then uh, you know, I'll post pretty often on social media when it comes to like weightlifting stuff. Yeah. And then I had a book come out about weightlifting earlier this fall called the Complete Olympic Lifting Handbook, which is uh, was took me the majority of my writing. I think I only have so many words in my body a year. So uh, it took all my words.
3: Yeah, so, so you can't like send an email or text anymore. You've you've used your word quota.
0: Tight, the... tight, tight, tight. Yeah. What is that? Can you try real words? Yeah. <laughs>
3: So. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, the Complete Lifting uh, Olympic Lifting Handbook, IOSCA, um, and then do you? Are you still writing for like T Nation? Ever? I know you've written for them some. Is that?
0: Yeah, I've written for T Nation quite a bit. I haven't written anything recently. Um, I got. Uh, I actually have something I've been working on that will go on like T Nation or Breaking Muscle. Uh, one of the more popular things I did was a program I put on BreakingMuscle.com. dot com um which is called the stronger than ever program and just like i get hundreds of emails from people who've said yeah I, I love this program it's really great so i'm working on a follow up to that cool
3: awesome yeah. well i will say i uh you're you have a youtube videos of like it's a three part like olympic lifting warm up mm-hmm. where you do some like mobility stuff and, and, and like i use that's what i do that's a, that's my warm up uh now <laughs> And uh, and so I just appreciate, you know, and I, and I went through your, your programming thing that you had through your website and, uh, got a lot stronger on all my stuff. I, I PR'd my snatch. I'm not going to tell you, How? What, I'm not going to tell you what it was cause you'll be embarrassed, but it was, uh, something that I've been, I've been uh, trying to do for like a year and I, and I, I, I did it over Thanksgiving and uh, so, thank you for all the stuff that you put out there. That's just you know free to the public. A lot of it, and then if you know, I think it's anything that you have that's out there that's you know costs money is 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 valued way less than it than it really is. You know what I mean? Like you guys are, you know. What you're doing is a lot more valuable than than the price tag that's on it is what I'm trying to well, say. Well, I so, certainly appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, cool. I appreciate. It. This is the December 28th episode. This is my uh, my wife and my uh, 13th anniversary. So. Whoa, C- congrats, congratulations. Congratulations. You were on the anniversary show. And my wife was sort of kind of indirectly on the show today. How about that? We, talk, we talked to her in the background. We right? did. Oh, yeah, while well, she was uh, it'd bring, it'd scowling at the the me. She, she like puts her head in here. You know, she'll go, shh. Like, shh. <laughs> cause, like my son's <laughs> trying to take a nap. When I start laughing or something, she tells me to be quiet. All right. Well, Will, I really appreciate this. Um, hang out for a second. I'm going to stop the recording, but we really appreciate you being on. Thanks so much, man. You're
0: listening to the Simply Human podcast.
3: Thank you, Will. We mentioned all his stuff. Go to the show notes. Uh, highly, anything. And you that, say
1: you told me you guys trashed hockey in this interview. We did. Yes. Screw you. Sorry. And screw you, Will.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's funny. I didn't make the joke when he said it, but his website is willfleming.com. So it's like he's one of the very few people. But that it's we Will can say. with one L. One L. Yes, because his name is Wilson, not William. Um. <laughs> so anyway, well, that was a good conversation. Love talking to Will and checking in with them. Uh, humans being human. Ruel uh, was on a couple of shows ago. While while we were talking to him, we just stopped the recording and kept talking. And yeah. this is the second half of our "Humans Being Human" with Ruel. Ruel is back, ladies and gentlemen. It has been two weeks. Actually, it has been about twenty seconds since we stopped recording with Ruel two shows ago. But uh, he's back, and you're
1: blowing everyone's mind, Mark. I by know the way. it's crazy. We're recording these segments back to back, but you're hearing them two weeks apart. Yes. Ruel. Thank I again love for you joining guys. us. <laughs> Ruwell from the Ruel's Running Podcast. You can find that on iTunes and Stitcher. And I forget what's the name what's your website address? com. Oh, well, that's really simple. So just yeah. remember Ruel R U E L S running.com. And that will be
3: in the show notes as well. Indeed.
1: Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for sacrificing some of your time to tell some awesome fun stories. Last time you joined us, we talked about you know, just sibling rivalry, fighting type stories. And uh, now what are we going to – we're going to talk about
2: moped. A moped Moped talk.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if the listener had listened to the previous episode where I talked about um, brotherly love, sibling rivalry, and all that jazz. So um, along those lines, my um, – see, when my brother and I got old enough, um, my dad and um, somehow managed to fork over the bread to get uh, the money to get uh, mopeds for each of us. He had the red moped, and I had the red moped. <laughs> or oh, he had the he had the blue, and I had the Hold red.
3: Hold on, so these are like motorized, like actual
2: mopeds that like, they were like, Suzuki FA fifties, I believe. Yeah, and uh, so you know, what 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 better to do than to give kids who are irresponsible some motorized mode of transportation and uh, not give them any helmets. Oh, so how old were you again? Oh, gosh. I was... I mean, y'all aren't uh, like
3: eight, uh, right? Y'all are like I'll, teenagers. I was
2: in the fourth grade. He was what? in the grade. Y'all had motorized yeah.
3: mopeds. You were nine? Okay,
1: I'm jealous. I'm very jealous because when I was nine, uh, I wanted something cool like that. Man. I was always... Oh, you'll you'll, you'll, s- you'll <laughs> cave your skull in on something like that. You'll yeah. put an eye out. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was peer pressure. It seemed like all the other kids in the neighborhood had mopeds, Man. so you know you, you do that type of stuff. Yeah, but that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool until damage <laughs> happened. Then it was less awesome. So yeah, explain what <laughs> what happened. Set this up. Uh, so, <laughs> um, last last time we chatted, I'd mentioned my dad. God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. And uh, I think, like a lot of households, my dad uh, um, was like a lot of. Dads, he uh, he really liked the six pack, and I'm not talking about you know having a, a, a hard stomach, but I'm talking about oh. let's see. We're not talking about Mark
1: shirtless deadlift. <laughs> shut, here. Shut
2: no, up. no, I don't have a six pack. I have an yeah. eight pack. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so my, my dad loved his beer, and uh, you know I think one of the motivations why he got my brother and I mopeds was it was the it was quicker for him. Uh, It was quicker for. um, What did he he used to do? He used to send us off to the to the local uh, gas station, Mark Mart, to buy his six packs of beer. While you were on probably why you
1: guys got the mopeds so you can go beer runs for dad. So yeah,
2: I was in the fourth grade. My brother was in the sixth grade. So we were sent we were sent off to buy cigarette packs of cigarettes and six packs of beer. And now with the mopeds, we could do that even faster. Hold on, did y'all have little
3: bo- like little baskets, or were y'all just like hold these things in your lap as you're <laughs> riding down the road?
2: Uh, well, eventually we we got the baskets.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. But at first,
2: you were just you should holding just roll them.
1: the packs of cigarettes up in your sleeves <laughs> like a like a 1950s
2: gangster. <laughs> oh god. But um yeah, one day my dad decided to take my brother's moped to the gas station himself while he was intoxicated. Oh no. And uh on the ride back, there were no baskets. He was trying to hold on to his plastic bag of of a beer and maneuver a, a left turn going downhill with the moped and uh he uh he lost control and uh crashed the thing uh against a a betel nut tree.
1: Oh my god! What is a betel nut tree? <laughs> Bend over, and I'll show you. Oh,
2: that's very clever. Thank you. <laughs> it's a type of palm tree. Uh, the best way to describe it is get these l- <laughs> little nuts. Heyo. Got t- got my kind of, of my nuts. kind of
3: tree. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's it's the so what, tree. what? was they're it? all
1: small. They look like raisins.
2: What, what was the result of the crash? Like what were his? <laughs> Well, he he was still drunk when he uh, when he got himself up. Uh, the moped was uh, let's see, the uh, headlight was was smashed. Uh, this, the handlebar was bent, and uh, I forgot how and what happened. Somebody had to go retrieve my dad and, and the busted up moped. Oh um, but but that's that's sort of the lead up. So my brother was was up was clearly upset. You know, he's this sixth grader didn't have his moped to to go around the neighborhood with the other kids. So one day, um, he uh, he wakes me up from, from an afternoon nap and asks if he could use my moped oh. to go around. And, uh, you know, I'm jealous of my brother being the oldest brother, and I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't want to just hand him my moped.
3: Well, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. that's I'm a younger <laughs> brother. Mark's a younger brother. Yeah. We understand this. Like, yeah. uh, hey, no, 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 I've got the moped. Screw you, older brother.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, whatever it is, I can take it because of my
3: mobile. <laughs> hey, Rick. Is
2: it?
1: Is it? Uh, cut- yeah. Down? Hang on. Yeah, it's going like super, like robot sound on us. Hang on. Hang a on. Second.
3: Gotcha. S- say something. Count to five. <laughs>
1: One two three four five six.
3: That sounded like one of those. Sounds like an
1: actual like a speaking spell. <laughs> that's what I was gonna
3: say. That's what, that's I was, I was like opening my mouth to say, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, I think you're back. That's, great. Can okay, you so, hear me okay. Yeah. That, we, yes. we, we, we so, you, know. so you so ha- you yep. so your brother wants to to borrow your moped.
2: Yes, and he wants to he wants to take it and have fun. And he had woken me up from nap, and I do not want to lend it to him. Right. So I decide to. Take it and just have him ride with me. And uh, along the ride, you know, that's you when, you're, when you're being, you know, packed on a, on a bike. And uh, uh, he, he's, he's nagging at me. telling me, you know, let me drive because you just woke up. You're, you're sleepy. And uh, as an idiot, I decide, well, then I'm going to show him and I'm going to pretend I'm sleeping
1: oh, while I'm no. driving this moped
2: downhill. <laughs> what? And, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm packing my brother down this hill on this moped, and I close my eyes, and I, I veer off to the right, and I get up, get up, get, up, get off the road, hit a rock that is, I don't know, like the size of somebody's skull. And, Ooh, yeah, that's a good—I uh, like that
3: I, comparison, a human skull on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> Maybe
2: it was a real human skull. <laughs> and, I, and and the, the, the thing pops a wheelie. I'm still packing my brother. And uh, then it it regains ground. The front wheel reg- regains ground, but for whatever reason, the front wheel keeps kind of bouncing up and down as we go downhill. So as the thing sort of swerves left, my 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 steering forces right, and then as the thing bounces bounces back up, it goes the other direction, and I swing the, the handle the, the steering wheel, the, the handlebar the other direction, and this goes on what seemed like forever. Eventually, the thing just go sideways on a right and we're, we're sort of just grinding down the, the pavement uh, crashing. My brother describes his experience as he's on one knee and he's kind of saying, wee, you know, kind of gliding down <laughs> on the road with one knee, wee. meanwhile, I've got, um, the right side of my face up, uh, grinding against the road,
3: mm.
0: chipping
2: away at my front teeth, um, um, you know, scratching up my face, and oh. I've got like I, I was starting to lose skin on the top of my right hand, and my knees are getting all messed up, and I remember bouncing right up, spitting out bits of hard stuff, and I I, I make Your it teeth. to the the moped, and I I swerve the uh, the, the side mirrors over to look at my face, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, my teeth, my teeth, I busted on my teeth,
1: and. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a good point to st- stop here and say that maybe your whole family should a- get like a group on for like, uh, people for moped safety courses, like uh, <laughs> a buy one, get one free thing. Maybe that would be a good Christmas present for you well, guys.
3: Hey, Rick, you remember, you remember Shane Tollison? Yes. There was one time that I was riding in his truck. Remember he had that big black truck? Yes. And some, one of his friends had gotten in like, some sort of a wreck, and he, he was going to – like we, he was driving. We are going down the highway. And he's like, yeah, and like this happened, and he like swerved, and when he when he was telling the story, he swerved his, he like actually swerved his truck, and we went like fishtailing, like almost died, like yeah, he was able to regain control, but it's like, uh, you you were telling, you know, don't kill me, telling me the story of how someone. You can just wreck. say that
1: you swerved. Yeah, you do show me yeah. what that means.
3: As I just, you know, <laughs> pooped my pants with fear, and I, well, I had actually done it before. I was scared. Pooped uh, your pants in fear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just, or just <laughs> pooped my your pants, pants in,
1: in general. Satisfaction. Yeah, right. You pooped your pants on Thursday. <laughs> you pants on Thursday. <laughs> Who would have thought? By the way, it's not a real super bright idea to let a little kid drive a moped.
3: Yeah. Golly, that's crazy! Yeah. I figured you would have been in like uh, like high school or something. But uh, well,
2: no, no. So I, I uh, um, one of the neighbor kids, one of the bigger kids, rode down, rode down the hill. Who was trailing? He rode down, kind of like with the the ambulance. He was making like the ambulance sound. Woo! You know, like he's gonna <laughs> rescue us. Yeah. And in he, comes he, the meat he, wagon, wee, wee, <laughs> wee, <laughs> <medic it's> out and says, <laughs> "Oh my god!" He, Sorry, he drove. He he rode me. He, he he took. He gave me the ride back home while he my brother you, uh, managed to take the.
3: Are we okay here, so, audio wise? So both mopeds destroyed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they yeah, probably didn't destroyed. have
3: insurance on them either. So. Well, I must yeah. say that
1: I'm very glad that you are uh, still alive to be with us today, Luewel. Yeah. I'm very glad you weren't killed in a fiery moped crash. <laughs> And I'm glad that you have discovered that running should be your primary mode of transportation, not mopeds. Right. So it's the
3: Ruel's running podcast, not the Ruel's moped crash podcast.
1: Fiery, burning inferno podcast.
3: (laughs) Awesome. Well, Ruel, we have done another segment. We really appreciate your time. Uh, This has been fun. Thank you. uh, I'm sure we will go check out his podcast, Ruel's running podcast. We'll have all the links in the show notes. uh, But thank you for your time.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you,
1: Ruel. You can find his podcast, oh, yeah. Rue Ells, running on iTunes and Stitcher and a couple other places. Uh, and he's on Twitter. And I want to say it's something like, I always forget, like Rue underscore underscore That's, I think L's it's just, running Oh, is it
3: not just one underscore? I think it's just one underscore. I
1: should, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. I should oh, yeah. clarify. I think
3: it's just though. one underscore because I, I, I tagged him the last show that came out. And it was just one underscore. Maybe it's a
1: different random Ruel then. I will verify. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like he's like, what is this? I'm on. Uh, Real quick, real quick. We mentioned we talked to Zach about the uh, the roundup story. Remember that? Uh, And then and then I told that story about my friend who got out of the moving car while he was driving. Remember that?
1: Yes. So that
3: guy's name is Michael Rowe, and he was he does he had a show on A and E or something called Feed the Beast, and he's in TV, and he's this big. He's this crazy guy. He's got a big old beard. He's just this big personality. I actually have connected with him on Facebook for something else. And I think he's going to come on the show. Like, he may start a podcast soon. and oh, cool. He's got some... I mean, his, his rationale for starting a podcast was, I've got too many crazy stories to not have a podcast. Like, he's got... Some of the most unbelievable stories, and so he might just be on like as our main guest at some point, but uh, yeah, so anyway, he he was a producer in some horror movie that came out last year or something like really? he's, yeah he's kind of getting his name in there, and he, who knows he might be super famous some of these, one of these days, and then we'll say we we had him on um, okay, tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human and it, it is december twenty eighth it is three days after Christmas okay. Yes. Leading up to Christmas, everybody is doing Christmassy things. They're holding the door. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Christmas. And they're, and they're being super nice. Well, then it's like Christmas ends and it's like, F you. You know, it's like back to being normal. <laughs> and I, so, so I would. Yes, it's either Christmas t-
1: <laughs> or go after stuff. <laughs> it's the two, two polar like the two sides I go to. There's
3: yeah, yeah there's sla- it's like slamming the door at people's face and you know not holding the door. For go people. to hell, yeah. kicking
1: a lady right in her chest <laughs> as hard as she can. <laughs>
3: Knocking a baby out of someone's hand. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to joke about that. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I was was trying so hard to let you
1: make the first noise. I could outlast you. Oh, man. That is what Uh, I said. Continue.
3: Okay. Um, And so my tip of the week is keep doing, keep that attitude going. Keep doing Christmas things. Like the song says, The Secret of Christmas. The Secret of Christmas isn't all the Christmas things you do. It's not the the fruitcake and the uh, lights and the trees. It's the Christmas things you do all year through, Rick.
1: Yes, I agree. Well, and I think, uh, not to steal one of his lines, but Vinny Tortorich always says, it's not, and it's, it's I, know, I know what he's talking about, it's in relation to food, but like, yeah. it's not what you do between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's what you do between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, like, you know, to kind of, you know, take some of the pressure off people, like, oh, there's so many holiday parties, what I do? Well, you can relax, well, you can have a drink, yeah. you can have a, you know, have a little treat, it's, you know, it's not, that, that one month of time isn't going to destroy you, it's the 11 other months out of the year, but, I, you know, I see it from what you're saying too. Like it's, let's, let's not just say let's be cool to each other and stuff like that around the holidays. Let's keep that kind of spirit going around in the spirit of Christmas in February or in April yeah. or the spirit of, uh, you know, the happy holidays and all that, you know, whatever, whatever you happen to, Festivus. however your boat gets floated, yeah, like fest- whatever you do, Serenity let's, let's, now. let's do that, uh, let's do that like in July. That would be cool. Yep. Like let's be cool to each other all the time and think. And what's weird, I was talking to my wife. We always end up making, uh, you know, add this some bragging montage. But like, I always end up making like, you know, larger, uh, you know, donations to charities like around Christmas time right. because that's. I alluded to this. I think in a, in a thread somewhere on Facebook that like I hate Christmas. Well, part of the reason why I hate like Christmas music and Christmas decorations <laughs> we, is all I can think about is just a old, bunch of like old bums around a, trash can. around a trash can fire. So I feel, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm guilted into it. Like, I'll make donations to stuff like City Square. Uh, that's a charity in Dallas or, uh, you know, all kinds of places. Why don't I do that? Like, oh, why don't yeah. I give money to Habitat for Humanity in April. in April?
3: Right, right, right.
1: Like, why am I doing it now? So, yeah. you know, maybe that should be some of the things that we all, yeah. uh, I'm sure. I don't think I'm alone in doing that. I think yeah. charitable oh, yeah. donations go up oh, a huge. lot in the December times. Absolutely. But, like, let's make those go all the time.
3: There you go. That's the tip of the week. All yeah. right, and to wrap up the show, go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Everything is there. Go to the store page. Uh, there are 30-minute consults on a holiday, uh, t- 50% off to $25 for a 30-minute consult.
1: By the way, if you can find a better deal let me know yeah. because it doesn't exist right. because I'll tell you oh well you're going to Skype with a unicorn I guess okay yeah. <laughs> that sounds good slide down the end of the rainbow and fall into the pot of gold for <laughs> your $25 consult for, uh, for 30 minutes yeah good luck good luck finding one of those
3: yeah good luck to you people um, leave us a review on iTunes good or bad we really appreciate all the iTunes reviews uh, we've been getting a bug eater I believe is was one that we read a few that was uh, one, yeah, times that, that, that was a great one great. made me
1: chuckle and yeah. all, everybody else who's, who's left them not just I don't want to single just one out but that was yeah. a funny one but like, everybody thank you so much it's important for us to hear the feedback you know what you guys think of the show it's especially important to me because I have a very tiny (laughs) self-esteem and I uh, only do things for the approval of others there you go go. that's yeah that's good that's me too (laughs) Um, all right
3: happy happy new year (laughs) the next time uh, we talk to you will be in 2016 so Mm. everyone be safe uh, and uh, enjoy time with friends and family uh, and uh, wrap up the new year in, uh, in style and class. I don't think I'll be wrapping it up in class. I don't think
1: I'll be wrapping it up in,
3: in just, a, just a
1: disaster, bo- just a mess of my bathroom floor.
3: In, in bottom shelf Canadian whiskey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Humor Podcast.
0: And remember,
3: let's go. got to do So until next time, enjoy yourself.